Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. There's the finger guns. Hello, and welcome to episode 288 of Slamfire Radio for January 23rd, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Trevor. And I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. And I'm Adriel. Man, he doesn't get the inflection like you do, Kelly. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. No. Fine. All tone right. Deaf. Tone deaf. Tone, tone deaf and uh, laid on the finger guns. Tone deaf and, and, and cue mental. Um, Speaking of cues, let's get into what we did this week in guns, which, of course, is always brought as as always is brought to us by the Calgary Shooting Center, which is Canada's premier firearms retailer. I know I'm going to do that again. <laughs> what we did this week in guns is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Note the hat. I'm wearing my Calgary Shooting Center hat this week. They have a special edition Celtic sub 2000 Black Lotus edition. On for nine twenty five. It comes Cerakoted purple with a custom box. And a um, couple of comments. When I got my first sub two thousand, they were only six hundred and fifty bucks. And um, because it's a gun that our sponsor has for sale, I'm going to stop with my comments and say you should go check it out. It probably has like a fin on the back to make it go fast. Well, it's purple. So it's there's purple. that. You gotta do it, eh? You gotta suck me in. No, I'm not getting. No, move on. I'm not getting in trouble with our sponsor. All right, uh, I'm first. What we did this week in guns? I shot my first indoor match of the season, and it was at the uh, in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. My, uh, yeah, I finished third. Um, rusty, much? Hello, my goodness. Uh, I unfortunately, I was just mm, Captain Andy and I. Like I actually had more alphas than him, and I was faster than him. But uh, I uh, zero to stage. I had uh, one shot go off, pointed at the target. Everything was good. Everything was legit and legal. But it went off just a little earlier than I was. Re- let's let's just say I didn't have both hands on the gun yet when the first round went off, and, and uh, it was point nine seven. <laughs> so yeah, point nine seven. I fired my first shot. Which, uh so did they call it an ND or why? Well, it's not an ND. Go uh, actually look up NDs in IPSC. It's not as cut and dry. There almost isn't an ND unless you put it between you, you. If you put it in the dirt between you within three meters of you and a target. But if the target is closer than three meters, well, that's not an ND. If you're shooting downrange at the target, it's not an ND. You could literally be going from one bank of targets to another and be looking that way and pump one into the berm, and it's not considered an ND. Guys, so get how'd, called you, how'd you get to how'd you zero the stage? Oh, um, so the first shot uh, that went off too soon was a miss, the follow up shot was a hit, and then downrange you had a classic, a flipper with a classic on it. So a metal plate, you hit the plate, flips over, classic stands up, and then another classic. So I went bang, oh, oops, bang, and then. Bang, bang, 
two complete misses. Apparently, I was a little frazzled. And then I hit my plate, first shot, went to the next classic uh, to its left, and then back to the center classic. And so three mics on a short stage, zero, cost me, oh my goodness. That was me reacting to Adriel. you got to go back, <laughs> listeners. All I can tell you is go back and watch the video. I'm not even going to tell you what it was, but trust me, you want to go back and watch the video. That was amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, huge shout out to Tim Thomas. Uh, he destroyed us. And I, I'm not really putting that mildly. It was a thumping, a good thumping. He and, he and he deserves it. He's dry firing like a beast. He's stepping up his reloading game, and he's actually practicing. They've got like three indoor ranges in Nova Scotia they can practice at. So uh, me, I haven't shot a gun. Well, I mean, I shot, I put a couple of rounds through the gun the weekend before, just to sight it in, but I haven't shot a match since September or October. So, um, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, I did some more 223 brass prep and 45 ACP brass prep. Um, and then did some reloading, broke out the old turret press for my 45. Um, I mounted a scope for the other Trevor. I started another AR build. Uh, Andy, Captain Andy got that barrel situation all sorted out for me. So I ended up with a barrel, a handguard, and an upper. And then I went and bought a lower, and I had enough parts on hand that all that's left to do is uh, end plate, castle nut, tube, spring, and stock, and I'm done. And I got another rifle built. So, But my spare parts count has gone way down. Um, I received the replacement crank for my Dillon 650. I had uh, broken it. And um, so it, it came with, uh, they also sent me this alignment tool. And the alignment tool goes into your, you take all, you take a tool head, remove all the dies except for the powder die, and you put this alignment tool into that powder die, and it aligns your uh, your tool head with the rest of the press, the tool head, sorry, and the, um, this is, Dylan has a special name for it, the part that goes on top of the ram that your shell plate goes on. Um, Anyway, so that took some fiddling because you're supposed to be able to move the ram up and down and not contact this alignment tool. So it's like, move it a little bit, tighten it, tighten the other screw. Oh, too much. It, it's touching on the other side now. So that took some 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 back and forth playing before I finally got it all sorted out. But uh, uh, while I had the press apart to replace the broken parts, I completely degreased it and cleaned it. And it hasn't been this clean since it was uh, sent to you. Yeah, yeah, it has been this, that clean, Kelly, since it came out of the box. Um, so uh, it was ours, but it's done now. And uh, I'll finish up my nine roll, my nine mil reloading. Got two thousand left to do, and then I'll switch back to two two three, and then I'll switch back over to um, um, swaging some primer pockets for both nine and two two three on the machine. Um. That's it uh, for me. Adriel, how's about you? I got a Glock. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Have you like, seen one of these beautiful? Is that the exotic? That's the rare and exotic Glock 17. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Glock 17. Now, there's yeah. a couple things that are different on it. Uh, oh, really? What do they do? It's got a tritium night sights on it. Let me see the front. Back. Lock it on here. No, the muzzle. Oh, Let me see the muzzle. Oh, Let me see the muzzle. Oh, the muzzle. Like oh, it's this. a three. 
Yeah, it's a Gen 3. three. Ooh. Hmm. Gen 3, tritium uh, front and back. It's got a ghost connector in it, which was uh, adjusted just a little bit uh, wrong uh, when I got it, but uh, I adjusted it, and now it's adjusted. Very nice. You can't adjust the connector. What are you talking yes, about? Yes, you can. The ghost oh. connector has this little peg that kind of sticks out, and it uh, stops your over-travel. Tra- over so it'll actually stop the trigger, um, but it was never adjusted. You, you file away at this little peg, and what that does is... File uh, a peg. Yeah. The connector has this little peg on it, that stops the trigger from going any further back. So it, it over travel. Over travel. Yeah. Right. So you, uh, this one, I got it. Like you could barely get the sear to go off unless you really pulled on it. And oh uh, yeah, because the over travel wasn't adjusted. Correct. The so, same thing will happen on a trigger that is an over travel screw on the trigger shoe. Yep. So I took that thing. I, I thought there was something wrong with it. So I was like, Oh, I'll take it out. I'm like, Oh, that's different than my other connector. My other when connectors you- don't have this thing. At some point, well, I guess I'll look it up on the internet. This is completely new to me. I didn't even know this was ever a thing, and I used to have Glock parts on the wazoo. It's the ghost connector. The ghost. Uh, I, I've uh, got ghost connectors here yeah. now, but hmm. uh, they must be older ones. Maybe. Huh. Interesting. It's for the Gen 3. So anyway, so now it's uh, now it's got a nice uh, uh, short pull. It's it's still, it, there's not much over travel there, right? But, very uh, nice. Yeah, it's got a very nice reset. Um, I sound like four and a half apart, pounds. It. Yeah, yeah. I think I uh, I, I trigger uh, uh, pulled it on the weight scale there for about four and four and a half or so pounds. Um, oof, yeah, I tried getting that out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I cleaned it right up. I greased it, and now it sounds so slick. You can't hear that, but there's like you know how usually you get like some springing sound there. There's nothing. It just sounds great. And uh, the trigger press is nice, and it's a Glock, so you know, whatever. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for my M three hundred five. Okay, that means I won't have to pay much for it. (laughs) Just because it's that was with the value that I traded for doesn't mean that's the value of the gun. I understand how this works (laughs) because I've used that line many, many times. You got it for nothing. (laughs) It don't mean it's not worth something, though, does it? Yeah. And you want it. Yeah, it's worth what uh, what it'll, what people will pay for it. You got um, it. Yeah, so it's a Glock. It's cool. Um, let's see here. I sold my Chris Vector. I uh, sold that last night. So Really? Yep, that's going out. To, I didn't stay I long. I, what stays long? I'm actually yeah. doing good right now. My, <laughs> my safe has got room in it, which is really nice. That's what I like to see because then I can cycle more through there. When it's all full, it's like, oh, man, I can't buy extra stuff when there's a good deal that comes around. And I got to have space so that when there's a good deal, I can make the make the space and get that gun in there. So I like I like an empty safe or a safe that's, that's got less stuff in it. Uh, yeah, so sold the Chris Vector. Um, and then right now I'm working on, I just, I, I, I saw an article today and I saw that same comment in the, in the thread and it just cheeses me off to no end. Oh, handguns. Those are all just designed to kill. All they're designed for is murdering people. It's like, now my shadow two is terrible. <laughs> I would never want to be a hitman. <laughs> Here, here's this shadow two. It's three pounds. Uh, if you're sagging, sorry, <laughs> you're going to be sagging hard with this thing hanging off your pants. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to write that article so that I have uh, a one-stop shop answer. Every time someone posts like handguns are only designed to kill, boom, link, link, link every single time. Cause I'm, uh, I'm sick of it. So maybe I should, maybe I should write that for the CCFR's blog. 
Yeah, you should. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. I should do that. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Okay. Anyways, that's uh, that's it for me, Kelly. I didn't do anything. Seriously, didn't. All right. Car- yeah, didn't even go to SFRC like I said I was going to. Car wouldn't start this weekend, so I just spent the whole weekend at home. And yeah, that's it. You sound better though. You're not yeah, sick anymore. Yeah, I'm feeling better. Uh, I'm still coughing a little bit, but hey, it's not bad. It's much better than it was. Cool. All right, upcoming events. Sunday, February 24th, CRPS will be having its first event of 2019 in Valcartier, Quebec. See, he's not the only one who can pronounce it, Kelly. <laughs> you actually took the trouble to congratulate him in the show. Wow, you pronounced it that correct. Way to go. Well, he's um, the most English French guy that I know. English, he's the whitest Englishman French guy we know. Yeah. Uh, Valcartier is where the Ipsic Nationals are going to be held, so that's why I know how to pronounce uh, it. Otherwise, I would have uh, yeah, yeah, Nationals is every year, so this year it'll be uh, right exactly after SummerSlam. Okay. Um, okay, so we will be closing. We, I guess, Slamfire. Slamfire will be closing registration seven days before the event date to allow enough time to process registrations to get names submitted to the base Sec- uh, security volunteers and spectators are welcome uh, but they will need to be registered and that link will appear in the show notes yes sure and it's also at roomfireprecision.ca <laughs> such a dick all right um moving on news all right who's Wait, got this bef- one before you yes. before you jump into news yes. um i added a whole bunch more uh events to three gun.ca they're they're starting to announce more of them uh mighty peace mighty peace is doing a, a bunch of th- like two-day events so they have a couple of clubs that they that they run three gun at all those clubs are doing a two-day so they're they're there's going to be a lot of three gun in uh, in alberta this year i also fixed the gps coordinates on Almost all the venues, anything, anything where I could find a GPS or I could find the club on a map, I updated it. There's some that I couldn't. There's some clubs that have no website. They have a Facebook page. That's it. And there's just no way uh, for a, a stranger to find where these shooting clubs are at. It's nothing. So I can't get those unless I travel to them. I'm not going to. So anyway, and sorry. Mess- just yep. message them. Say, where are you? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so in the news this week, we have uh, the minister um, of border security uh, is saying we're working to plug the leaks that put guns in the wrong hands, Mr. Bill, Minister Bill Blair. Uh, minister has been traveling the country hearing from Canadians affected by gun violence. Uh, we also had... Uh, the Canadian government dismissing the American government's concern about the uh, border security that we run, something to that effect recently. But um, hmm. anyway, the federal government is working to plug the leaks that put guns in the hands of those who would use them to do harm, according to the Minister of Border Security and Organized Crime Reduction, Bill Blair. There's a quote here from him. It says, what we have seen is an increase in gun violence across the country. And I don't think we can afford to be complacent, he told the currents and Maria Tremonti. Um, well, doesn't that just fly in the face of the current statistics? Yeah, it does. We we actually don't have an increase in uh, gun violence. Right. Um, it's correct. at the lowest level since, well, um, I can't remember the, I think it was 
back in 1979 or something like that. I mean, 77, I think, you, according to that uh, thing. You can make yeah. the stats say whatever you want them to, but if yep. you look at the, at the overall long-term trend, it, it's going down. Okay, it's going down. And yeah. it has been going down every year, except mm-hmm. for in 2014 when there was a blip. It's a little higher. Yeah. So, and then I like this quote. The prime minister gave me a very clear mandate to look at every measure up to and including banning handguns. He said, I would love to have Minister Bill Blair in front of me right now so I could pose him one very simple question. How is banning handguns going to get handguns off the street when the guns that are already there are already banned? The people who have them are already not supposed to have them and are already acquiring them through uh, the black market. So how is a handgun ban going to take those guns out of those criminals' hands, Minister Blair? Answer me that. They're not. Well, it worked for marijuana. I mean, we we banned marijuana in the, I don't know, 30s or something like that. The war on drugs. The war on drugs was brilliant. We won. Yeah. Yeah. Win. Yeah. Drugs won. I mean... You know, yes, I, in the in the in that war, drugs definitely won. They 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 scored a win there. Um, I'll say it again: liberal logic dictates that we can get drugs off the street by making them legal, and we can therefore get guns off the street by making them illegal. Okay, sure. Uh, okay. Do either of you have anything else to say about this news story on the CBC? No, I mean it's it's yeah. he's, he's showing uh, uh, the direction a little bit there. He was given the mandate to look at banning something, right. and he's looking at banning something. So mm. yeah, right. just speculation with plugging holes. I'm assuming that part of that is also um, border service be, agency. I would hope. Well, so. I would hope yeah. so, but I don't pour some money yeah. into it. Like really, come on. But that, that would, would be, be the logical solution. Yeah. See, but it, the logic. The logical, but also the one that would require the most amount of effort. I mean, we already, the the Canadian government already controls the sale of firearms and the licensing of individuals who purchase those firearms. They can literally flick a switch and say, uh, no more selling guns and no more owning guns. That, you know, that's actually, I, I think, easier for them to do than to try and scan more travelers coming across the border, intercept more shipments coming across the border. That's a lot harder to do than just saying, oh, Mr. Furlot, we'll be over on the 19th to pick up your stuff. Yeah, but you you got to admit that that's not going to impact really any of those homicides or any of the no, but it's just easy. gun violence. It's, it's, it's right. It's, 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 it's about doing something that's easy, not necessarily effective. It's not going to be effective at all. You know. But it just means that something we're doing something to try and you know, it's not going to be helpful. Nothing, not at all, not at no. all. Look at look at Australia, and look at England. Crime has not gone down. So if you take away the implement used in the crime, that's one thing. But crime itself doesn't go down. There's there it got it's at the point now in England where they want to like it's make it difficult to purchase a steak knife never mind carrying a pocket knife you're not allowed to own a sword anymore it just goes on and on and on and as we saw in australia yeah that that uh, email last week commenting on the um that blaster thing that toy yeah you know ridiculous so 
Um, new gun stuff, Adriel. Yes. So what I'm going to do here is I am going to lock it on me and share my screen. I think that's the right one. Yeah, it looks like it. And I'll get your guys' uh, thoughts on these as we rip through them. So first one, Meprolite has this augmented weapon site that connects with Bluetooth to your phone and uh, puts some stuff over top. That's cool. You can, uh, you can use Alexa to order uh, uh, tactical snacks. Uh, it gives you <laughs> tweets live on this. No, it doesn't need any of this stuff. <laughs> That'd be cool, but it doesn't do that. No, it does. No. Uh, it's got a compass. It's got uh, uh, some reticles that you can change on it. I think it's a screen. It's like a projected screen on your as a red dot. Shot counter. So is it also a screen on your phone as well? Oh, that'd be neat. Uh, I don't think so, no. I mean, should you be looking at your phone or looking through your site? No, but it can actually capture what at the time of the shot. Yeah, I don't think it does Uh, that. I think it's primarily primarily grabbing the data off of your phone to put into the site. So you can get uh, uh, information. It's not a video camera. Yeah, it's not a video camera built into the site. No, it's not. That's correct. Yeah, no. Um, Anyway, uh, useless. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, it would be really. <laughs> you could change your reticle. You could put like uh, a skull and crossbones. I can do. On I it. can do that now. I can on your reticle. Yeah, there's all kinds of sites that have go from red to green to crosshair to dot to circle. Doesn't work on Bluetooth. You know, like mm. yeah, ridiculous. Right, I tell you what I. But, but what I do like about it, Adriel, is for a Meprolite, it looks small and compact. Meprolite's way more than Matthew McClatchy does. They're ridiculous. <laughs> And then they're designed to go on the Tavor, which weighs, believe it or not, more than I do. So this is a huge step up for Meprolite. They actually put a bunch of hokey features on a site and made it smaller, not bigger. So there's that. Somebody will buy it Uh, because it's geeky. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If if any of our listeners are waiting for an FX9, uh, Firearms Canada has... Me? Never mind listeners. What about hosts? 40 of them? Uh, Do they still have any? I was wondering, do they still have any? Because it's out of stock. stock. (laughs) All right, move on. (laughs) Moving on. Oh, if you want one, watch CGN and and get one when they come out. Uh, Loophole, actually, they brought out a series of these freedom sites. This is just one of them the VX Freedom Red Dot site. Uh, Have you taken a look at these? No, it's really awesome. It literally looks like a miniature baby scope. It looks like it's, it's got a BDC on the top. So you dial in your distance using the top dial there. So this is something that the Spitfire has. The Spitfire is a 1x quarter um, away. Uh, click adjustable red dot. This is a click adjustable red dot. Quarter MOA is crazy. For a red dot, yeah. they should have went for with half or something, right? That's crazy. There's two Spitfires. There's one that has a three power and one is a one power. Yeah. The reticle is actually etched into the lens. Yes, they're cool uh, site, prism lens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, loophole. Yeah. Very neat, and I think so. Like the Spitfire is really popular in three gun because you can dial for distance, and because it's a one MOA dot, which is a, a difficult dot to do, right? Most most pe- people run with a, a bigger three, dot, three yeah. up, three six yeah. eight. Yeah. Uh, so this is a one MOA dot and um, it's a loophole. So it's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. This is, this is going to be an option for, for three gun limited division. I think. Do we know who in Canada is carrying it and what it costs? No. 
All right. The, like the, a lot of the stuff's shot show stuff. So there's like there's an MSRP that has right. been listed with some of this. Uh, we don't know who's bringing them in just yet. This is all like very new stuff. Or how much? Oh, okay. This is yeah. new. The new. The new. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is gonna. So American is gonna be three hundred. So we don't know what Canadian it's gonna be. The their freedom stuff's all pretty reasonably priced, like three hundred yeah. US. I don't know what that'll be when it comes to Canada. Some some uh, retailers bring stuff to Canada and they ch- charge the same in Canadian dollars as what they would in US. Yep. Uh, excess sights. Uh, they're bringing in some uh, some really big shotgun beads. So the, like it's hard to see from the from the screen here, but they're uh, they're quite large. So those are kind of neat, and they're tritium. And then uh, this one was kind of I don't know how they're doing this, but uh, Miopta, Miopta. I don't know how to say this word. Uh, they're Miostar rifle scopes. They've got one that uses some sort of battery free reticle that still colors the reticle dichromic reticle technology it's irradiating your eyeball as you're yeah, using yeah, it for sure yeah, yeah. and your eyeball nice. starts to yeah it, it just starts to, to mess with your one eye, eye turns into like the hulk's eye when you get mad just the eye though <laughs> you wouldn't like my eye when i'm angry yeah angry. color contrast enhancement yeah, i don't know how they do it but uh, it's real neat. Huh. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Magpul, they're releasing a PMAG D50. So they had a D60 that was for 223. Now they have a D50. It's Big Brothers for 308. So uh, totally useless for us in Canada here. Yeah. But uh, very neat that, uh, that they get fun stuff like that in the U.S. Uh, Savage is bringing out more rifles in their AccuFit line. So their AccuFit uses, and this is actually something I saw a lot of uh, manufacturers doing for SHOT Show, spacer uh, stocks, stocks that use spacers to adjust length of pull so that they didn't have to release a youth rifle and an adult rifle. They release one, they put a spacer in the back, style into the rifle stock so it doesn't look crappy, and you're good to go. Modular. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think the AccuFits also have a, a, a decent bedding solution as well. So, yeah, yeah uh, it's based on the Accu stock. I believe that Denis and I saw these at the North Silver Show. Hmm. Very cool. Mm. Winchester has a new twenty-two. Yeah, hmm. well cut twenty-two. Oh, this is not the picture I thought it was going to be, but oh. uh, yeah, kind of looks like a ten twenty-two, but it's yep. uh, Winchester. And one of our listeners sent me this on Instagram was hoping to hear our take on it. So um, what makes this semi-automatic 22 different from others, Adriel? Have you looked into it at all? Like, what's the story here? No, it's brand, like all this stuff's brand new. So we don't have very good information on, uh, on most of it. This Wildcat here, for example. Yeah, I saw that it has a rotary mag. I saw that it has a trigger control group that comes out. Mm-hmm. So, ostensibly, there's some replaceable parts in there. It does have an integrated pick rail, which I really like. So, I think that uh, Heck yeah. uh, running like the dovetail style uh, rail yes. is like, lame. Crappy. Yeah, lame. So, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have enough information about this just yet. Uh, I got a bunch of pistols here that uh, I want to show you guys. The first one, I think uh, this is that. Just no, go ahead. no I, I thought that one was one that you want. No, nope. no. Not even Kelly wants that. <laughs> look at look at how ugly this thing is. So uh, for the listeners, we're looking at the uh, new uh, high point. The new high. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm not too into the high points like you are, so I don't even know what the name is. Yeah, this is the new high point. 
<laughs> it, you don't have to be into them to know that's a high point. Like the only striker fired pistol on the planet. I do not want it's like very ugly. Yeah. It fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. Like if, if that gun was a person, its face would look like a bowl of crushed buttholes. Like, <laughs> It's so ugly. It looks like it caught fire and someone put it out with a chain. You know, like it's all right. I'm done. You all like right. it then? Yes. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Functional. Uh, there's a Glock 48, which we've seen before. There's that high point. This one was interesting. Did you guys see the Caltech CP33? I saw this at, at uh, North Silva. It was just sitting on a wall by itself. Of course, what? the Canadian version just kind of like it was It was getting no love, no attention. It was kind of like over in the corner, like that girl that nobody wants to dance with. And I got some pictures of it. I'll send you like it's a ridiculous. It's like the um, their pistol that shoots 22 Magnum, the PM30, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. But they made a carbine version of it. So this is the handgun. It shoots 22 LR. It's got a quad stack magazine. It goes into four stacks in the, on, on, on the mag. So it, it can hold 33 rounds of, of 22 LR. And they're saying it's for competition and tactical because it's got a uh, rail on top. And it's the charging handles on the back like an AR. Yeah. You saw oh, this? Oh, yeah, my bad. Sorry, Adriel. No, oh, I was just looking at the picture and thought it was that gun with the stock kind of collapse with rails along the side of the frame. It's the same like, gun, but it's the pistol version now. Wow, but I don't remember that. Well, that one could have been this quad thing, but of course, neutered for Canada. Mm. Yeah, so. pretty lame neutered for Canada because the, you get the whole 33-round mag down to 10. Just, right. Yeah, makes you cry. Bunch of little guns that aren't, no, aren't too much of a point in having here. There's that Mossberg MC1. Oh, what does that remind you of? This Mossberg? Right. So who's the other company making this gun now? You said Stevens was? Stoger's got Stoger, one. Stoger's got one and somebody else has got one. And somebody posted on Instagram. Oh, that looks like the Smith & Wesson SVDVE whatever. nine. Yeah. And I was like, that's a Gersan. <laughs> like it's the MC28 or whatever all over again. Yeah. Now there are a couple of, th I actually got a little bit more information on the MC one SC. And if I can pull this up here, one of the things they did is they're using the rear slide plate from strike industries for takedown here. Let me scroll down. There it is. So when you disassemble this thing, you push a button in on the rear plate, you pull this, the striker out huh. and the gun comes apart. It seems kind of weird, but that's what they've got going. Kind of interesting. Huh. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? There's a SIG P320 Compact. There's the Stoger STR9. Now, um, this is an import from Turkey. Uh, so, Gersan? Gersan? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. It almost looks like the new VZ pistol. Yeah, it's got, uh, you know, Glock style takedown, uh, little thumb grippy things there. Iron sights front and back, um, three fifty, cheap, cheap. I mean, like one one of the things that I was reading was uh, <clears throat> actually Mossberg's marketing people were were commenting on it. Most like I, I think she said fifty percent of the firearms sold are handguns. So that's why you wow. see companies like Stoger. Like I think Stoger's got another pistol, a Cougar or something silly like that. 
Like we see companies like this getting into more and more pistols because that's, there's just more market for them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Taurus TX-22, so they've got a 22 LR uh, pistol now. Oh, this... Oh, yeah. I've, like, the more I look... When I first saw this, I was like, eh, you know, I don't want that. But now, the more I read about it, the more I kind of want the Walther uh, Q5 match steel frame. Comes with the mag, well, comes with magazines with base pads on them. Um, as far as I understand, it comes with springs to change the trigger press, too, so you can get a trigger press that's, around three and a half correct. pounds. Uh, AJ, yeah. mm. this is the ultimate three gun pistol. I think I agree with you because it has a great trigger press. It's heavy as all get out, and no and safety. No safety. Mm. And mm. the slide mm. comes mm. milled for a red dot. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't... like <laughs> I don't. Everything uh, else, everything else, steel. <laughs> it's got safeties and hammers and. Mm-hmm dumbness yep this has all the advantages of um the steel gun and sorry all the advantages of the striker fire and all the advantages of the steel gun thrown together now the trigger will not be a 1911 trigger but the walther was renowned for having the best striker fire trigger on the market so you take the best striker fire trigger on the market throw in a steel frame make it rmr ready from the factory like Win, 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 mm-hmm. win. Yeah, I uh, I agree. And I think that, uh, man. Okay, Shadow 2, 1250 But then you, like this one, got a Magwell on there. Magwell costs 130 bucks. Then you got to get different grips for your Shadow as well. So add another 100 bucks on top of that. Then you also have to get base pads for your mags because they won't fit anymore. And this has right. already got those from the yep. uh, out of the box and i think you can pull the magwell off if you want to shoot production dipstick div- yeah production yep. division yeah now there was uh so when the um sig p320 um q5 no uh, x5 oh am i still here is yeah Trevor you're still here, here. Oh, okay uh, yeah <laughs> travel Trevor's yeah. present yeah the p320 uh x5 was it was uh what he was mentioning i'm not Five? sure if it Sorry, you're back. Here or not? You're back now. The X5, when it initially came out, was not on the production list. And um, then Ipsic got a German um, president, and all of a sudden it's on the list. Um, just coincidence, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. But the only exception was you had to take off your magwell. So, hmm. yeah, put it on for 3-gun, take it off for Ipsic production. Ipsic. So this will be the same thing. This will be production legal without the magwell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you yeah, can't do it's... it for one, right, and not the other. Yeah, yeah. Very, uh, very interesting. Uh, CCI has some new rimfire loads, and they're the the ones that I was really interested. I don't actually have the pictures here. Some of these are polymer coated, so they're using polymer really? coating on the bullets uh, to keep them clean. And maybe not have to grease them or not have to put wax or something like that. Well, on that's them. exactly what you do. That's why those of us who cast polymer coat so we can avoid the ALUX, so we can avoid the, the waxy lube. If you don't lube your cast bullets, you'll let up your barrel instantly and you'll yeah. have major problems. So, and even with the wax coating and the lube that's on 22 ammo now, the barrels get leaded up all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to stay on top of your rimfire barrel. So, this. This is pretty smart. 
it, huh. the interesting thing uh, was seeing, uh, you know, we didn't have polymer coated bullets for the longest time. And then, uh, you know, they started to be brought into Canada or made in Canada uh, by X metal and that kind of thing. And now you're starting to see a lot more of them. Federal has a, a factory loading with a polymer coated yeah. bullet. I and have a theory. CCI is doing them. Yeah. Well, it makes sense for Rimfire to do it. It should have been done. I wish Rimfire were to come up with it. Um, companies in this case copied what hobbyists were doing. Hand mm-hmm. loaders were polymer coating, not polymer coating, sorry, powder coating mm. um, for quite a few years. And then they were like, oh, everybody thinks this is a, a hot thing. Uh, somebody goes to the range with blue bullets or pink bullets or red bullets. And then other shooters think this is great. Now they're casting their own and coating them. Uh, we're losing market share guys. We better start part of powder coating our own product, which is actually a lesser product. If you think about it, the quality, the consistency is just never going to be there compared to a metal jacket. Polymer is different. It's a liquid. It's easier to apply. It goes on more consistent. You bake it on huge advantage over liquid, liquid polymer liquid polymer has huge advantages in the manufacturing process compared to powder yep. coat. Yeah. Um, Very I think the companies, the, the companies just started to do it because of market share and seeing, you know, hand loaders doing it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and always trying to, you know, cut costs where, where it makes sense. Yeah. And, and certainly powder coating is way cheaper than full metal jacket. Mm-hmm. And uh, the barrel your barrel life will extend and um, your velocity increases. You can use less gunpowder and get the same velocity or use the same amount of gunpowder and get more velocity because there's less friction between the powder and the rifling than the copper jacket and the rifling. Definitely. And less letting. That would be nice. Less, yeah, copper fouling. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Federal's got a one. Now, this isn't, they're not the first company to have a one and three quarter inch shell. Uh, they, yeah. They're making a one and three quarter inch 12 gauge shell, but they said it performs the same as the two and three quarter. Really? If this is true, if they can get a two and three, a standard two and three quarter load of birdshot moving at the same speed as a two and three quarter, I wonder if it wouldn't cycle at, uh, uh, in a, in a semi or a pump. Um, in a semi. So it depends on the semi and whether it's, piston inertia or gas or whatever like it's not just about the velocity it's about the payload um my one ounce loads are going i would say the same speed as my one and one eighth but they won't cycle my um my turkish gun but they will i won't cycle the typhoon but they will cycle the versamax and the versamax has got that crazy gas system oh this is 15 16 ounce that's not going to work all my all my hopes of of running this in three gun and and octa loading my shotgun <laughs> have been have been dashed. Now, so forgettable birdshot though. Look at the slug. Yeah. When you shoot slugs, you feel it. If th- this slug is going twelve hundred feet per second, what's a regular slug going? Uh, I don't know. I shoot reduced okay. recoil stuff, anyways. Pansy, what's their buckshot going? Do you have a, any speed in the buckshot? Twelve hundred. 1200. Okay, I got boxes of buckshot right here in front of me. Um, no speed written on these anywhere? Hmm. 34 pellets. Of number 
four? four yeah whoa that's a lot more they only have 15 so they're they are running like very Bro. reduced uh they're probably running the same speed but with reduced payload on these i got 12 pellet here but still no speed this is federal Why wouldn't they... anyway okay yeah. cool anyways those are interesting there's the uh here's the stoger str9 which we we're talking about a little bit and that's uh very likely one of those uh uh, check gun manufacturers that's already putting them out. I don't know if this is new or not. Have you seen the SCAR 20S? Um, it's not something I've heard of before. Is that an... It's FN? Nope. Nope. Interesting. No news about it. Just know that it's new. Uh, and then... Uh, oh, God. Have you Turn seen... it off. Turn it off. <laughs> what the hell is that? Oh, Trevor's not a, a fan of the Volkortsen Black Mamba. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why not? Uh, oh. Well, it's 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 pretty horrendous. This looks Kelly, like, I'm all uh, out of, I'd tell you, but I'm all out of ugly jokes. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably got a great trigger, being a Volkortsen. <laughs> That's yes. like saying, yeah, she's got a wonderful personality. Stop it. <laughs> all right. Have you seen this? Uh, Steyr's doing a, a modular pistol frame now. So just like how the P320 uses a, a pistol frame that's modular, Steyr's doing Super. that with their uh, M9A. Did they fix the trigger and reliability? Moving on. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> uh, no, no. Don't care. Don't care. Oh, we care about that one. Yeah. yeah that's, the S, that's the SC. That's the subcompact? Mm-hmm. Semi-compact. Semi-compact, yeah. They had uh, one at North Silva, but it was the suppressor one with the high sights, and the Calgary Shooting Center was already selling some of those. I'm definitely a full-size one. That will be, mm. oh, man, oh. So this I is think it, you know how because we didn't say what it was for those. That oh, are yes. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. I just got really excited there. Yeah. <laughs> CZ's CZ's striker fire pistol, and it's coming in all kinds of different sizes and shapes and configurations. Mm. If you've ever, if you've ever picked up a, um, a CZ hammer fired pistol and went, wow, this thing is super comfortable and really ergonomic. Well, they, they transferred that onto their striker fired pistol. It's uber comfortable. I like how that they did the semi-compact thing the right way and not the Glock 19 X way. So they went with a longer, uh, the regular size barrel and slide and with a compact uh, grip mm-hmm. where the 19 ran, ran with the uh, uh, shorter slide and barrel and regular size grip. It's almost like they've remembered to compact the size of the gun that's hardest to conceal. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, brilliant. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you care about 1911s? Seems like you do. There's a bunch of 1911s. Stop your drooling, you, Trevor. I mean, dude, you know, you've seen one 1911, you almost seen them all. It's like, mm-hmm. what can you really do, honestly? Oh, look, forward cocking stations. Oh, look, a rail. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, more stuff we can't own in Canada. Fully suppressed upper on a, a Ruger uh, Mark III or 2245. I mean, they've got a ported uh, MMP shields just in case you want to do some self defense and deafen yourself while you're while you're doing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, Breda now that, that's a nice Breda. That's not just any Breda nine two. That's the Wilson Combat Breda nine two Vertec. Like they fixed everything that was wrong with the grip in that model. It's really nice. Look at that magazine release. Yep. If you're a Breda nine two fan, but they don't fit you, check out the Wilson Combat Vertec. Yeah, stuck in the nineties. Yeah, 80s. <laughs> 80s, yeah, there we go. 
Uh, who cares? Who cares? Bursa, who cares? Taurus. Sorry, I'm just ripping through. It's good. XD, who Rip. cares? Yeah. Definitely, who cares? FN509 midsize. So, we already, Again, oh, like, okay. Good, you're, yeah. see, you're seeing a lot of these manufacturers who have like one good pistol, they take it and they blow it out across the different sizes. Mm-hmm. A lot of competition now. This is, this is completely different. Um, this might happen or might not. So, who cares? This was kind of interesting. Did you see this little guy? That's horrific. It's got two barrels. There's two barrels a, on the front of this revolver. A double barrel revolver with no trigger guard. And it looks like a paintball trigger. Yeah. Standard manufacturing S30 333. Thunderstrike. Thunder no, Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. I already know what his theme song is going to be. You've been Thunderstruck. <laughs> um, that's what you sing. You're required to if you cap a bad guy, you're required to sing that right after. <laughs> yeah. You shoot him and you go, "You been Thunderstruck." <laughs> Do you know what it looks like? You guys. Shit, I mean. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Men in Black, the Cricket. No. Yeah. 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 It is yeah. very yeah. weird. Small space, little pointy it. barrel. Yeah. This has no barrels. It is. No. <laughs> I'm sure there's one inch of barrel there. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> it's literally sitting in the palm of his hand. Yeah. yeah. And two barrels. Q5. Oh, there. If you want a, a Magnum Research BFR and 500 line ball, you can get that. Line ball? Line bow? Line bow? Line bow. Yes. Anyways, the, the theme of uh, of this year's um, SHOT Show 2019 seems to be lots and lots of pistols. Pistols. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the pistols. All right. I am going to stop that because I have had enough looking at cool stuff so, that we can't get in Canada and cool stuff that is really super duper ugly and I don't really want. Hmm. So is there anything for the main topic then or was that it? That was just it. That was it. So, listener feedback, YouTube version. Randy McDonald says, looks kind of like the handgun from Total Recall. And he was referring to that Keltec that we saw. Yeah. We have no regular listener feedback. And if we did, it would be brought to us by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca. You can follow him on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Armory DC Gunsmith and on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Almudi DC Gunsmith. So Armory is the French spelling of Armory. And he is currently looking for an employee. So far, those who have applied um, are either illiterate or don't pay attention to detail. Uh, must be bilingual. So how's your French? I don't speak French. Must have an RPAL. You got your air pal? I don't have a pal. <laughs> I was trying I was trying to sell it. I said, you know what? Everybody in New Brunswick is looking for a job. I'd like to do it within the firearms community. Trevor, you can work with him. I didn't get a lot of bites. The whole I idea, mean, you know, I think you answered be- your question why, but uh... <laughs> Okay, one, you're both jerks. Two, the idea is to replace me because I'm hardly ever in there. So Aww. right, it's not gonna be work with me. It's Work because I can't be there all the time. Ah, yeah. 
So don't let me stop you from applying to DC Armory. <laughs> okay, I can, go I can, work, I can go work see, for Denis. He's a nice guy. I can see that during the interview, Kelly. He's like, so do you have any questions? Yeah, will I be working the opposite days of for a lot? <laughs> yes, All please. right. Yeah. Um, if you would like to send us an email, and I'm talking to you, Spencer, uh, you can do so by sending it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Hey, it worked last time. I know. Two weeks. Did. Yep. Yep. Um, no one has any shout outs except for Matthew, and those are old. No new Patreonies. We will have yep. a Patreon episode, Patreoni episode coming out within the next couple of days. So if you're a Patreoni, keep your eye out for that. Uh, the other Patreonies, your swag is uh, always trickling out. So if you haven't got it yet, patience, you will. It's not trickling out. I'm waiting for the stuff to come in, but it's coming in soon. Like end of this month, start of February, right. I'm going to have all new stuff. It's trickling out from the manufacturer to you, yeah. to them. It's a trickle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In multiple directions. You know? We didn't say why Matthew wasn't on the show today. We didn't. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he is... Uh, yeah. his, his beaver is broken and he's, he's got <laughs> a problem with his broke. beaver. Yeah. His beaver is broke. He broke his beaver. There you go. Oh, poor Matthew. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly, you broke your beaver and that's, he, he, he jammed it into the snow and that's really what broke it. No, did he, no he, he cut the tip of his beaver off. Actually. Oh, good did Lord. you see that video? Yeah, I did. Tip <laughs> cut right off. It was it was him and a friend, and uh, and they they broke, they broke the beaver together. Yeah. All right. What's the name of the Jewish guy that cuts the foreskin? The That's his new rabbi. Moyle. No, not a, yeah, Moyle. Matthew the yes. Moyle. Matthew the Moyle. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah. Um. What else we got? That's uh. That's... Go join the CCFR, or you're a communist. Just kidding. Join join CCFR. Um. You could check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. You'd be the first one in weeks. Uh, no one ever replies to us over there. Yeah, they do. Okay, Kelly. But, okay, it's only occasionally. Just not very often. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just said, weeks. You can <laughs> literally go back and check my facts on that. Um, like it's on Facebook. 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 Yep. We're at 2033, and um, that's it for this week. Look forward to the bonus episode, which will be coming out soon. And uh, see you next week, everybody. Oh, to all of you at SHOT Show, where we're not, um, shout out to our friends, you know, Baby Goes Pew Pew is down there, and Gavin, and uh, Dave, and Dave. some other, yeah. Uh, yeah. The X-Metal folks are there. Anyway. Dan Demers uh, is there. Yeah, of course Dan is there. You know, I hope each and every one of you have a great time and get the plague. Nice. That's a common yeah. thing, right? The the shot Holy show plague. Yeah. Yeah, Have is. you seen shot show bingo? No. You get a bingo card with all these ridiculous things that you can check off while you're at shot show. One of them is get a selfie of a gun bunny taking a selfie. <laughs> That's like one of the squares. It's all that stuff. Shot show bingo card. It's hilarious. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So yeah. Enjoy shot show people. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.
all the fun and crazy things that are down there. Is that the ending? See you next it's, week. It's awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm.